Hey, everyone, before we get started into this week's show, just wanted to give you a heads up. A lot of you have been waiting for the new Critical Hit t-shirt. Well, good news. It's available now for your order. Majorspoilers.com slash store is where you can check out the official Critical Hit t-shirt. Welcome to Critical Hit, a Major Spoilers Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Let's skip all the pleasantries and get right to some action. Okay. Fighty, fighty. So, um, who wants to go first? Well, we'll just go in the same order that we did last time. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Steven gets to sleep. <laughs> all right. So, Randis. Yes. You've been uh, tinkering with some stuff, mm-hmm. um, kind of passed it off to another guy to see if he could like uh, look any of this. And, and basically, you uh, you've got this maquette worked up. Pass it to the guy. Um, walk over to look at some plans, and when you look over, he has basically like basically you hand it to him. Walk over, grab the plans, and when you walk back. There's a second maquette that he's working on that he apparently created instantaneously. That is very interesting. That, that is very good work there. How'd you do that so quickly? What? Well, well, you know, I mean, I've been doing this my whole life, but, um, I mean, these designs are pretty strange. You know, it took me a whole hour and a half just to uh, get the wings right. Hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very good work there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I think if you uh, if you look down here, I kind of made this modification, and you know, basically, you know, starts <laughs> doesn't wah wah wahing while you get whatever feelings of dread you'd like to experience at this <laughs> point. That's that's a, that's very good. I think I need to go check into something else over here. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I assume I have some manner of timepiece on me. Sure. Actually, sir, uh, what time do you have? Uh, Let's see. Uh, The hourglass says it's seven-ish. Check my own. Um, You know, (laughs) six-ish. Six-ish. That is disconcerting. Uh Gonna have to is a chronometer around. Um, did you keep it? Sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you have it. All right. Hmm. It it's inert and it's inert. does not show any sign of recent of having activity. yes recent activity. Check my shadows. <laughs> Still, n- the the Dude. the way you left them. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I knew what to do about that. Anyway. <laughs> mm. You uh you hear from down that way uh Agrippa being like, "Do you really have to do this? Do you really have to do this now?" Fine, here. L- I'll, I'll just you just wait there and I'll find some space. But wait here cuz uh, the stuff in here is classified, okay? And you see him walk across the the courtyard where everybody's working, and 
about, you know, 10 feet behind them, you see a fishman that you recognize with a big bowl um, and a couple other druids walk in. Ah. Hey, Gla. Hello. How have you been? Uh, busy. All right, so I see you got our uh, channeling pool here. Yes, apparently. That's good. That'll be very handy to have. Uh, yeah, I say come over here. Let's uh, install it here if we can. Okay. All right, so you get to installing, which actually involves a lot of chanting and shaking rattles at it and yeah, filling it filling it with purified water distilled from the clearest waterfalls blah 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 it's done it's done hmm that's very interesting so how does this operate um give me just a moment you use this hand him a little stone mm-hmm. just a round Pond stone. Uh, you drop that into the pool. Mm-hmm. It'll activate. You tell it who you need to talk to, or what location you need to talk to. You'll be given a list of locations when we get them installed. All right. At least I've been told that we get them one. I don't know. All right. And you'll 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 tell it who you want to talk to, what location you want to talk to, and it'll activate there. And then someone might respond. They have to be there to respond. Understandable. And then when you're done, you just reach in and take it out. Okay. And uh, say, say, say the words. Where's the sheet that has the words on them? Oh, ha- hang on. He like looks for them and hands you the sheet. Say these words. All right. Tack it on the wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. That's good. I mean, I'm, this is going to come a lot of handy with us. We're still, you know, getting things ready here, and that'll help coordinate quite a bit. So what's the plan? plan right now is uh, our primary function here is that we're making the vessel to get to the cyst. Am I letting you design another vessel? Yes. And it is very much based upon the plans of the previous. Uh, we do have a lot more to work with here, so it... You, you don't have a good track record with vehicles. I'm sure it'll be fine. It, it served its purpose to get us to the island. It did. The island was fun. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Poke at the shadow. Or the other shadow. I don't remember which one's which. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so... Glob pokes at your shadow, then pokes at the other shadow, then turns around to leave and just kind of stands there. Something else? He doesn't respond. You, uh... Look around a little bit. Nobody else is moving. <sighs> <laughs> well... Maybe this will make up for the hour I lost. <laughs> Hmm, interesting. Uh, can I, like, <laughs> interact? I, like, just try to pick something up. Yep, you pick it up. All right, well, that's good. <sighs> All right, 
start pulling out some papers and start doing <laughs> calculations based on my experience with the chronometer and my temporal journey and okay so you, you start crunching some numbers yep and and we'll get back to that uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll go to ormond cat ah cat i'm gonna i'm, I'm kind of troubled uh by all this going on this is is everyone taking this seriously or not seriously Oh, Manifa? Is that mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Manifa seems to be mostly serious. I'm not sure people understand the gravity of the situation. I'm not sure people want to understand the gravity well, of the situation. Well, that may be true, too. When it comes time, Kit, use your, uh, your wicked tongue there to uh, impress upon people. Of course. The need to uh, to give it their all. Let's go in here and see what uh, Manifa and, and uh, Baldros are up to. Okay. So you walk into the uh, the area that you've set aside for summonings, and Baldros seems to be um, most of the way done drawing a circle that you all kind of work together on, and, and Manifa seems to be uh, holding up the. Holding up the runes to him for him to uh, draw off the uh, stone. Yeah, because okay. you guys have actually traced, you know, slightly different runes, and you know, because you're gonna try and summon a candle head. Yep. Um, and it works too because he needs to like basically kneel down to draw them, and Manifa's like right at that height. Right, right. When when she holds them up, so it, it actually works out pretty well. So he draws a a circle and is like, well, uh, what do you think? Guy? Hmm? Well, it's a summoning circle, but I, I still don't know anything about these guys, sorry. Okay. What do you think? I didn't really study summoning too much at, at, at the academy, but it looks like a good summoning circle. Alright, no my two magic experts say it looks good. <laughs> Alright, well then, uh... I draw a little circle of protection around me just in case. Pay no attention to the man with the chalk. I step inside of his circle while he's doing so. Alright, so you get all up on Orem. Because <laughs> I, I will guarantee you that Orem circle is exactly just, just wide enough for him. Of Orem. Yep. <laughs> just don't drink any potions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Fiction Chapter 2 begins. <laughs> chapter 2, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait, um, Brian. Baldros uh, writes out some stuff on some paper and hands it to each of you and says, well, this is from what we uh, discussed previously what I believe will be the optimal uh, summoning chant. Um, you might want to keep your weapons <coughs> handy just in case for some reason the circle doesn't hold. It should, but the first, really first time I'm summoning any sort of uh, void creature. Do we need to bring in some other people with uh, some fighting skills? Uh, We can. I'd be... 
I don't know how tight we need to be about this. I don't know if any ambient, like, extra noise, like, if they're shifting around, I don't know if that'll bother things. Okay. Do we have some guards nearby? Yeah, there's chance? guard, like, outside. Uh, guards, stand by at the door. If you hear us call, rush in with your weapons drawn. Very well. We'll, then, we'll, we'll then, call this specific then. phrase. Yes. Help us! <laughs> yes. yes. No. Always something else. All right. Something weird. So each of you takes a, a roughly equidistant uh, space okay. along the circle. And uh, Baldros holds up his uh, paper and holds up his hand for you to start. And then he's like, oh, well, wait. And he walks over to Orem and kind of puts a hand on his shoulder and then nudges him just so basically only one of your feet is inside your circle. Okay. There we go. That's better. Uh, I believe asymmetry is important. Mm. And walks back <laughs> over to his spot. Wait, wait. You believe that non-symmetry is important? Yes. Or that we need oh, okay. asymmetry? Asymmetry. That's why he has me standing outside of my circle. Oh. Which I'm not protected anymore. Oh, I didn't notice that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyway, <laughs> one, two, three... And sure enough, the uh, the circle starts to glow, and inside you see this um, clear serpentine, like uh, f- like a fish skeleton. You know, like if you've ever seen like fish bones, are kind of like clear, yeah, yeah. Um, and very thin. That just starts to uh, grow, although not thicken in any way. It's always very thin. Goes all the way up, and then these um, cloth fibers begin to wrap themselves around it as they basically make a coat, and then some pants that come down from it, um, some nice shoes, and lastly, some uh, hands come out. They have pointy fingers, and the the cloth you know ripples as a head that you know just has an empty. Like the from the below the nose up is just a, a bowl, crawls his way all the way up and basically just contorts in a weird way, hisses and a, a little candle appears on top of it. Well, success, uh, apparently. It uh, looks back and forward between the four of you, then in. You know, uh, the tenth of a you know, like a fraction of a second, kind of uh, bends one of its knees a little, and then just flies towards Orem, and the circle glows, and it just gets kind of bounced around a little bit inside the circle. Mm. Look over at uh, Manifa, mm-hmm. give her a little nod. Thank you. She nods back. Well, this was a success. So. Baldros was the lead summoner mm-hmm. on this, so can you control it? Uh, no, that still will take some binding. I mean, you can't get out of the circle. Can we speak with it? Uh, sure, if it will. We can't really command it to do anything. Mm. Okay. Um, creature. 
It, we have captured you. Kind of tilts his head at you. It, you know, seems to understand what you're saying. Do you speak? Yes. Hmm. Why are you here in this plane? <laughs> I was summoned. Why are your fellow beings invading this plane? Oh. Well, that is it. We are invading. On whose command? Kind of tilts his head a little bit. Wax I runs out. <laughs> don't know. They don't actually have wax on their heads. No. Darn it. <laughs> he said he doesn't know. Mm-mm. We infiltrate and destroy. You, you don't know who's commanding you. Correct. Who gives you the orders? No orders. Nature. Infiltrate, destroy. Hmm. I order. Who do you order? I disorder. The gray ones. The misshapen ones. They listen to me. It is their nature. Are, are there ones that were specifically gray? Yeah, the... Uh, the warblers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the warblers flappy are gray. faces? Yep. Matthew, the flappy faces? Ah, <laughs> uh, leave him alone. He's <laughs> napping. Not napping, I'm ignoring him. <laughs> <laughs> leave Matthew alone. I will not be mocked. <laughs> Jack Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's going to be my next character name. Jack Wagon? Jack mm-hmm. Wagon. <laughs> ah. So, you just follow your nature, but you command the war... the Greyman. Yes. Hmm. What sent you what sent you as a group to this plane? I do not know. I don't think we're gonna get anywhere. Do you collaborate with others besides the gray men? There are the many handed ones. They also obey us. Hmm. Who else obeys you? The gray ones, the many-handed ones, the ones without arms or legs that are very small. Which ones are those? I don't know. Are the many-handed ones the centipede dudes? That must be the centipede dudes. (laughs) (laughs) I love our classification structure here. So it's almost like these are the Top dog, top dog in this set. What about the uh, the rags, the tornado rags? Yes, the whirlwind creatures. We do not command them. Who commands them? I do not know. 
their nature is not my nature. What is their nature? I do not know. Hmm. Well, it looks like we're not going to get much in the way of knowledge out of these things. No. Do you command anything else? Gray ones, many-handed ones, little ones without arms or legs. Which ones are the little ones? Have we seen the little ones? Anything that would be qualified no. as little ones? What are these little ones? He holds up both hands to about less than a foot. What is their primary function? Infiltrate, destroy. Hmm. Where have you had success doing that? I do not know. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that's all we're going to get out of this one. All right. So we try to bind him, Boldros? It would take a while to develop the ritual to bind these creatures specifically. Uh... Honestly, unless we want to start practicing bindings, we might not want to waste our time. He doesn't seem like he's going to be too good of a uh, um, advisor. He seems pretty limited in his scope, wouldn't you say? Mm. Yes. But can you bind it to study it? And as far as I know, you don't have any other living entities. No, I can. Entities. We can start working that on that, yes. Learn from? Yes, certainly. Or we can just sit here and study it yeah, without it. binding it. We could kill it. We could, but that would be difficult without disturbing the circle. I mm. could just banish it, too. Yeah. We could... Right, so we have other spaces to summon things, right? Yes. Bind it. Leave Catalog it here. It. As long as the circle is up, it should stay in there, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Get your interns. Yep. So. Interns! <laughs> Calm down. You've been with me many months. Yes. We haven't lost a single one of you. How'd you manage that one? <laughs> Interns. They do what you tell them to do. Yeah, if only Torque would. <laughs> Interns? Yes. Do not break this circle. Okay. The creature has limited knowledge. Mm-hmm. But it commands the centipede creatures that we've encountered. Yes. The warblers <laughs> that we've encountered. Uh-huh. And be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid, but be on the lookout for small, armless, <laughs> legless <laughs> creatures that are meant to infiltrate and destroy. <laughs> what did you do to these kids? <laughs> it's called commanding. Notice that I've got my every attention. <laughs> right, guys, guys. Work with the Archon. archon. Work with the priests. You can have that Archon. Oh, yeah, Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Francisco is his name. He seems like a nice Archon. Yeah. yeah. Study the creature. Gather information. Look for weaknesses. If you have questions, use the code word, help me. <laughs> And the guards will come in and assist you. 
We're, we're going to go with the code word is help me and Elvin. Uh, how is that a code? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very the one simple one. Guards are aware of. <laughs> the password is aye. <laughs> the password is ouch my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this burn? <laughs> now, now, now that the summoning's completed, I'm, I'm sorry, interns, but oh god, they're eating my um, eyes. It's not, not the password. Yeah, I mean yeah. you can you can bring them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we sure can, uh, at least leave leave one or whatever. I don't know. Yes. Any questions? Uh, no. Very good. You did an <laughs> excellent job on the ship. I know you will do an excellent job here. Don't anyone die. <laughs> Come on, Kit. You, you do see the anyone the uh, the two probably biggest suck ups actually like gather up their courage and walk up and start you know writing down notes and of course this thing does at least once try and kill them just because it doesn't necessarily understand that it's the circle that's, that's binding him right. you know like it's clear that he's like oh maybe I'm not allowed to attack those and he actually <laughs> like lunges at them and they all freak out <laughs> and I lean over to. <laughs> um. Mafina, Manfina, as we Manifa. Manifa, as we leave, uh, they are okay, right? Um, you mean are they qualified to do uh, what you they, asked them? Are they safe? Oh yes, yes. Okay. The, as long as they don't disrupt the circle, they should be. Okay. Let's go and prepare another circle of summoning. Quite the pontificator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, as, as they, that <laughs> not be very useful preparing the circle, right? I, I guys. Calm down. Oh, okay. Breathe. As you can tell, he can't get out of that circle. Right. He's attacked you guys once. Bam. Nothing happened. The things that Orem told you to look out for. Mm-hmm. All right. Look out for information on any of those. Oh. Okay. They're 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 not going to show up here. All right. <laughs> those are going to show up elsewhere in the city. Okay. Perhaps, much like any of the other. Perhaps your homes! <laughs> you hear Orm shout from out the hallway. <laughs> Baldur's nods, yes, yes, homes, as he's like preparing some more chalk. <laughs> Beware the void menace! <laughs> You'll be fine. Study him, get in whatever information you can from him. Uh, there's what six eighty you. Yes. Ah, because probably they're scurrying around so fast it's hard to yeah say whether it's, there's it's six uh, or eight. Intern uncertainty uncertainty yes. principle. Yes. <laughs> Get whatever. No, I probably we'll say me. we'll say there are. So there were about twelve of them, yeah, right? Originally, so six here, six with Randis. Yep. Okay. Sounds fair. There's six of you. Come at this from different angles. Don't don't disturb the circle. That's the only right. time that you'll have problems is if you disturb the circle. Got it? Yes. Don't show fear because they can smell fear. <laughs> Watch out for the small ones here. without arms and legs. Try and figure out what the small ones without arms and legs do. Try and figure out what any of them do. Get as much information from this thing as you can. And uh, don't think about your loved ones because then they will find them. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even there and you're not helping. <laughs> I am a, a voice, a disembodied voice, like Zoidberg. <laughs> Damn you, ghost Zoidberg. <laughs> uh, you have ghosts? I have come to haunt you, perhaps. <laughs> All right, you uh, you managed to steady them, if if not uh, assuage their fears. Uh, 
So what's the plan now? Um, these were all inactive rune stones, mm-hmm. correct? Um, let's get a couple of active stones down here. See if the runes are different. Create a circle based on that. Okay. Yep. The Archon goes out and, and we'll bring some for you. Try and summon one of the tornado things. Yeah, that's the next one we'll try. Okay. You guys spend some time trying to figure those out and get a uh, circle going. Summon it. I'll have Guy actually out watching this time. Okay. So as he can kind of record what yeah, happens during the summoning. Yep. And you summon a rag monster, which is, yeah, it's this thing is large, so for the circle is pretty <coughs> sizable. It's more than four squares. Right. Um, and, um... You know, basically, you see a little, kind of looks like a little burnt piece of cloth appear, and then another one, and then another one, and then they kind of bind together, and they, you know, more and more begin to grow out of this conglomeration. Um, You're pretty sure you see kind of uh, scaly appendages every once in a while poke out from inside the rags as this thing is growing, but once it gets to a certain size, they kind of go away. Um, and then when it's done, this thing kind of, um, or, uh, there's basically two major portions to it, and it, uh, has these extra rags that kind of, um, move around like sea anemone Mm -hmm. on either side, Mm -hmm. and every once in a while, one of them will pull, and the other one will give a little bit, and every once in a while, it'll, you know, the other one will pull, and... You just kind of uh, scuttle around. Cool. Mm. It actually does not seem very interested in you. <laughs> Speak! Your name! <laughs> yep, its name is... <laughs> Slim Shady? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you speak? Do you pay attention to us? Can. Huh. That wasn't grating or painful at all. Or ear bleeding me? Yeah. Like nice what the disembodied breeze. Randis voice said. <laughs> I could be there. What are you? Guard. Guard? Guard. For who? (laughs) Place. Specific place or any place? Place. (laughs) Hmm. What place? Not... This. Who commands you to guard the place? Mm. 
not no command. No command. So nature? Guard. <laughs> I think this one's dumber than the other one. I don't know that the other one was all that intelligent to begin with. I know. Do you command? Mm, yes. What, what do, do you, you command? command? <laughs> I mean, unison, you know, next we'll get right. Baldros and right. <laughs> Manifa in, and we'll just all have a chorus of... Right. At least Baldros. Yeah. I'm sure he will. Not... Legs. Not legs. Who have we fought that doesn't have legs? Oh, point at guys. these things. Yeah. <laughs> point at this. Just kind of blank look. Have we encountered these creatures before? You guys haven't. You actually got these guys oh, from the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. from Seven Owls and, and Albrecht's um, like descriptions of them. Right, 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 right. Definitely not Glau's description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why here? Not no. Yeah. <laughs> What's a definite article? Not no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any answers. You command no legs. No legs. <laughs> what should no legs do? Stop it. <laughs> Not guard. Does it fetch? Retrieve? Not guard. Bring back? Obtain? Steel? Infiltrate? Yes. The last one? Yes. Infiltrate and destroy? Yes. No legs. Do you gather knowledge? No legs. Yum. <laughs> Expected no legs. <laughs> I gather no legs. <laughs> uh, are no legs about this big? No legs. That seemed affirmative. No arms? No arms. Hmm. Francisco. You have no arms and no legs. You're about to speak. <laughs> <laughs> You're working with them the whole time. <laughs> what I was going to do was, uh, do we have any information on a void creature that's no arms, no legs, and about about your size? Uh, I don't think so. Some of our early reports corroborate that sort of thing, but we don't have any hard evidence. 
you point back at the uh, rag monster thing. Mm-hmm. Is it about like this? Point at Francisco. No. Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> no legs on, on the ground. Hmm. Not shine. Hmm. So we've got some reports of things like that? Well, there's these... uh, We've heard of people seeing these little slug creatures. We actually haven't heard any reports of those since these things first showed up. Hmm. Scouts. Eggs? Larva? Hmm. I think scouts. I think scouts might be right, but... And then no legs infiltrate and destroy. No legs. Hmm. Infiltrate. Destroy. Matthew. Leg. Candy Mountain. Candy Man. <laughs> All right. Darkness imprisoning me. <laughs> Um, the world is a vampire. <laughs> what about the guys with the flappy faces? Dead dog in alley this morning. Tired <laughs> tread on burst stomach. Um, Stephen, possibly homosexual. Must investigate. Herm. Herm. Flap. <laughs> he said flap, Matthew. these creatures are fun (laughs) next game I want to play one (laughs) (laughs) who created you You don't know who created you, or you don't know what create means? I think he doesn't know what create means. Do you know the candle heads? Mm, not. No. Candle head. They're about the same size, shape we are. Except from... They don't have anything from here up. And they've got a little flame in the top it like goes like like one of its heads stands up and one of the little tentacles points past you turn around turn around and look yeah you can see him through the door oh, <laughs> oh I can see out yeah you can see the candle head he's over there <laughs> he's right behind us Whoa! No. he's got the heads of the interns in his hands ah <laughs> That's kind of what I was expecting. Just Orem and Ket slowly turn. Oh, crap. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, clean up at aisle 12. <laughs> Although you can you can see that, uh, now that you're seeing through, you see that the candle head always tracks one of the students with its head. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that one's tasty. That yeah. one's tasty. That one's tasty. Uh, you know it? Candle head. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what is your parent? <laughs> Not no p 
parent. Were you hatched? Not. No. Hatch. It's like playing an old tag. I was going to say, uh, you pick up a blue sword. It's starting to glow. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I an egg is? An egg here. Egg is baby. Hmm. Okay. Hatched. So hatched. No legs. Egg. No. Not baby. Okay. Scout. <laughs> Did you have no legs? <laughs> like both of the heads look at each other. I uh, am no legs. <laughs> It blows up in a burst of logic. Actually, it does. It seems to lose some of its cohesion. <laughs> um, you leader? Tell no legs. Candlehead leader? Candlehead. Other leaders? No legs. <laughs> no legs are leaders? Leader, no legs. Everyone leads no legs. I think he means he leads the no legs. Hmm. But are there other leaders, others who command in Guard. your forces? Place. <laughs> hey, we're getting nowhere. <laughs> Many hands? Not no many hands. He seems to be getting better at talking, though. Yes. <laughs> that worries me. Uh, who else do we have yet to summon? I kind of wish Glaw was here. No legs? Why? Because this would be fun. Yeah, but, the, but if you're following what Baldros is saying, that no legs would only tell us that he's obeying either right the, the no legs are at the bottom yeah, we so can if we want to learn but uh, i don't i think we're working laterally right now yeah yeah we can try to study this guy and study the candle heads and try to extrapolate a larger being and see if we can summon that interns they run in i only need 3 of you back <laughs> They they just kind of stand there. Back. They look at the candlehead. They look at the rag monster. Look at the candlehead. Look at the rag <laughs> monster. You, you, yeah. you, stay here. The rest of you go back and study the candlehead. All right. <laughs> this is another one of the creatures that you will study. Mm -hmm. It also appears to have the same rank or command as the candlehead. They also control the creatures that are called no legs. This creature does not have a lot of knowledge, but we want you to study it. See if there's a correlation between the two. Okay. Questions? Uh, no. Any of you going to break the circle? No, 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 no. no <laughs> What's the secret word? Uh, help me. Very good. Fart, guard, poke his head in. <laughs> it's it's just a test. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll just leave it there for now as yes. you guys uh, investigate this stuff. Where are we getting next? Centipedes? Huh? Centipedes? Is that, that'd be the only other one that we could get? Oh, didn't the Candlehead say they would uh, command the centipedes? 
Oh, I don't know. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what else. The, the farthest up the chain that you've seen so far appears to be the candle heads. All right. Though you do have the report of the. Um, no, actually, you kind of were there for the end of that. There are the flying spine monsters. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Okay. That failed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that didn't kill you. Yeah, Basically, yeah. we we did that narratively yeah, since yeah. Ket was gone for like a whole minute, and that's how long fights take. Yeah. Yep. Okay. When he came back, the fight was over. Okay. So now we'll go to Torque. Torque. <laughs> Torque, you are only only slightly hungover. Because <laughs> I'm awesome. Yep. Because yep. you have a pretty good con. I'm, uh, wait. I'm, uh, my head kind of hurts. These Coraline guys, they can drink. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I've seen the Coraline guys, mm-hmm. and I've seen the other guys. Which guys are they? The other, well, you talked to Zol, who's going to be, um, Leading on uh, Bahamut's guys. <laughs> Bahamut is funny. Yep. Uh, so we should go see the one with the nice rack. Yes. So who is in charge of Melora's forces? Uh, you were informed that the one in charge is named Thunderous Stag. All right. I'm going to go find Thunderstag. Okay. Thunderstag. You I'm going to uh, tell all the Coraline guys to keep being awesome. All right. They say, and also you. We ride. <laughs> <laughs> and be excellent to each other. Yeah, excellent. That, that is kind of Coraline's uh, <laughs> yeah, philosophy. Yep. Yep. Be excellent to each other and party on. <laughs> on and elves are awesome. Yep. Uh, you can't uh, argue with elves. everybody. Because, you know, everybody knows a, a slightly different way to party. Even the Eldrin. Yes. Even hey, the, the boss here's an Eldrin. Yep. You're an Eldrin. Your face is an Eldrin. He just he just kind of has to categorically go through every way of partying there is. The government's an Eldrin. Your teacher is an Eldrin. My teacher is a panda. Okay, so there's a platypus a... controlling me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Phineas and Yeah. I'd stop if I was able. All right, <laughs> but that was my one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go find uh, uh, Thunderstrike. Okay. Well, when you uh, no, no, when you no, start no, looking no, up no, no. Thunderstag, uh, you are informed that pretty much all of the um, generals that are going to be uh, with the Pentatheon have now arrived in Shalai. Um, mm. And you're asked if you'd like to get them all together. So out of character, Mm -hmm. recalling what I know about Melora and Melora types, Mm -hmm. what do I know about Melora and Melora types? Well, let's pull up what Belbina told you about Melora. That's what I was going to ask. I could not find the memo from Belbina. There's that or there's experience with a... Wait, no. He was was with me. Yeah. He was with Kat. (laughs) Ha ha. All right. I was never there. I was somebody else. (laughs) I, I wanted Torque's reaction to the Melora Glaw. types with his only reaction or his only knowledge being Glaw. Yeah. All right. Torque and Glaw would be an awesome team. <laughs> oh my well, god! It yes. Would, yes. <laughs> All right. 
the evil torque and evil claw. <laughs> yep. That's right. The Brotherhood of Tides, okay. also known as the Casters of Seeds, the Church of Melora, and the Wild Coven. Uh, the Church of Melora seeks to preserve and foster the wild places in the world. It is no secret that there have often been conflict between the followers of Melora and Arathis, just as there has been conflict between the goddesses themselves. And yet, we have broken, and this is from Bobina's point of view, if you recall, and yet we have brokered many profitable and beneficial agreements with the Casters of Seeds. In a lot of ways, we are two sides of the same coin. We care deeply about the world and its inhabitants, and most importantly, are willing to cooperate to protect them. When dealing with a member of the Church of Melora, always remember that they are more than they appear. Out of all the pantheon, uh, out of all the pentatheon, Melora is the least keen on ceremony, as far as her anointed, and her clerics are often woodsmen, druid, and sailors. This makes them difficult to categorize, except maybe as rough around the edges. I I remember all of that using my uh, eidetic uh, paper that you still have. That too. I can remember anything that I have read by reading it again. Yes. It's a useful trick. I, yeah, I think we need to gather them. Okay. Alright. So, it's going to take a while, but they all get gathered up eventually. You all meet at a pretty uh, central location. Um, it's in one of the entertainment districts, but it has some like really nice... like restaurant terraces that you can just rent out and so you all uh meet there okay um again uh you know uh torque is uh, one of the first to arrive and um lear is already there um zol fing fang arrives later again he's a big uh dragonborn basically covered in steel um you uh, see enter who is pro- the one who is probably Thunderous Stag, which is a big human carrying a big hammer. Um, he has a shaggy beard and wears a lot of animal skins. Um, behind him is the one who is probably Hassan. He has gray skin, black, empty eyes, um, short black hair, and... His proportions are a little bit off. His arms are a little bit longer. His neck's a little bit longer. Just there's something that is very clearly odd about him. He also stands very still, like completely still when he's not moving. Doesn't seem to breathe. And what is what is he? Uh, he's a Shadar Kai. Okay, that's freaky. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, Bao Belbina comes in with uh, a a swift motion and an air of "Let's get this started and over with." All right, well, it's uh, good to have you all here. Uh, Torque, I believe you called this meeting. Would you like to uh, open up? Sure. Uh, basically, my uh, my thing is that we're all going to be dealing with some, uh, with some unusual situations and some people that we don't necessarily always get involved with. And I just want to make sure that we're all kind of on the same page about who needs to get hit and how hard. They all kind of look around. Um, Thunderous Stag uh, holds up his hand and says, So this meeting is to tell us not to uh, 
not to fight with the Dark Council while this is going on is basically what you're getting at? Mm, not in so many words, no. That's definitely a part of it. But I think it's more a question of, I think we all have our own uh, ways of looking at stuff and our own ways of doing stuff. And I think that for any of this to be successful, all of you who are going to be in charge are going to need to have one thing in mind. And that one thing is sometimes in this fight, the smartest thing that can be done is to get out of the way of the people who are doing something that they already know how to do, if that makes any sense. Everybody has their thing that they do. I got my big axe, and Orm got his little sword, and uh, Ket got whatever the hell that thing is that he does. And the same thing is going to be true here. There's going to be places where our natural instinct is going to be to go, uh, that's problematic, or that's not going to work, or I'm going to have to kill that evil guy over there. And we, well, yeah, you're kind of partly right and kind of partly not. Uh, I believe, says Balbina, what you're getting at is that uh, there are going to be times during this conflict that uh, we're going to have to fight against our instincts to get involved and let the pe the group that can best take care of a situation to take care of a situation. Is that is that what is that fair? I'd agree, and I think that something that I've kind of been wrestling with for a while is when we talked to uh, as Asmodeus. Mm -hmm. Asmodeus asked me a question I couldn't say yes to. And I kind of think that now that may have been a mistake and that may have been that may have been my, my pride talking over my face. And I think that maybe when we get out there, there's going to be points where we're all going to have to ask ourselves a question that we don't like to have to say yes to. And I think that that, that we, we may all have to bend a lot of things in order to maintain the greater good to where any, anybody comes out of it alive. If that makes any sense. I believe it does, says Lear. Um, and frankly, I'm on. I'm in no way surprised that uh, Asmodeus' uh, armies are not going to be involved. Uh, well, I don't guarantee that they're not going to be involved. Actually, uh, that's a good point. But anyway, I interrupted you, and I, sorry about that. That's rude. No, no, that's fine. I had said more or less what I wanted to say. Blah blah. Asmodeus is not a good person. <laughs> Who said that? Lear. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Coraline guys, they like to do it. Yep. And, you know, Stag actually snorts. Like, he's like. Yep. Dang, I'll tell you what. Alright, so. I know y'all have uh, preparations, and I. I don't want anybody to think that this was a meaningless meeting, but I thought that I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, 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 I don't know what kind of general you are. And I trust that you do know what kind of general you are. 
And I'm going to tell you right now that my instinct is whenever something comes up that needs hitting, I'm going to hit it. And I know that some of y'all think about this a lot more strategically and you, 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 you take things a lot more, uh, brainy like with intellectualness. And that's, that's, that's going to be fine too. But as, as the person, I don't know if I'm a person. I should probably stop talking to Randa so much. As the one, one of the ones who was there the last time we had to face one of the void types, I'm going to tell you right now, there, there haven't been a lot of situations where I was unsure of my ability to hit something hard enough. But if there's going to be one, th- this might be it. So, will we, well, you, you guys know what you're doing and, uh, I suppose I'm a I'm a reference if you need anything like that or something. Uh, who's going to be leading this whole thing? Says Lear. Um, Belbina says we're not entirely sure at this point. I thought that uh, perhaps we could have uh, Torque out in the front line and. Cat actually uh, calling the shots. He is actually the at this point the one with the most experience with the troops that the Dark Council has. Uh, of course, with uh, the exception of Torque, but because of uh, if I don't know if any of you have seen Torque in action, but he uh, keeping him in a uh, carrier would be a waste of his talents. And they all kind of nod, like, I, I don't know, this cat guy. says uh Thunder Stag. Well, I'll tell you what, I can vouch for him as much as, as, as tacticals go. And I tell you right now that it, it, we're, it, we're probably going to have to do our leading from the trenches. Mm-hmm. So if we had to have overall command devolve onto somebody, I mean, you could you could choose worse than Ket. Well, I'm not terribly concerned about it. You know, we uh, deal with wild animals all the time in my line of work. And definitely all of the sickly and incompetent people that have been involved in this have clearly already been eaten by something. So I'm not terribly concerned about uh, the leadership of this entire thing. I'm personally... uh, honestly terrified of what it's going to be like to have, uh, for one, Tiamat's army or Grumsh's army. I mean, the collateral damage that they could cause on our armies is potentially more than the void could do yeah and that's why i say we i think maybe so there are going to be times when the smartest thing to do is to get out of the way hmm. i ain't saying that you know grumptious guys are are good good you know cannon fodder but grumptious guys would be good cannon fodder probably mm-hmm. <clears throat> First time, I, first time I fought me an eel monkey, a lizard monkey. I can't remember what I call them now. 
First time I fought me a lizard monkey, I thought I had it all figured out, too. So I, I imagine we're going to see all sorts of stuff that we don't know nothing about. Maybe having the, 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 the whack jobs what kill everything up front is, is going to give us time to figure out how not to die. Um, Leard looks over at everybody. You guys think that uh, the Dark Council guys are having a meeting right now, just like this? <laughs> Hell, I'd be surprised if they're not listening to this meeting. Good point. At which point, for the first time, Hassan says, They're not. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> That's good. And we'll, and we'll just leave it there for now. Secrets and, and, and stuff. That's creepy. <clears throat> All right. Let's get to a few questions this week. Um, hi, guys. Let's see. Hello. Howdy. Oh, we already did that one. That's a repeat from a couple of weeks ago. Hola. And that's stuck in my head. Okay. Greetings and salutations, Critical Hit team. I was wondering if you guys, and by guys, I mostly mean Rodrigo, because the rest <laughs> of you are girls, obviously. Uh, in D&D, how many feats do you get per level, and how does that work? Sincerely, Luke. Okay. You get a feat for first level, and a feat on every even level. If you're human, you get an additional feat at first level. You also get a feat at 11 and 21. Correct. Yeah. As you uh, hit the next uh, tier of play, yeah. um, the when you're at heroic tier, which is from levels one through ten, you can take heroic feats. After that, you can start taking paragon feats, and after level twenty-one, you can start taking uh, epic feats. You can always choose to take feats from previous tiers. Correct, and you can retrain your heroic level feats into tiers uh, uh, into feats of higher tiers. If you have that retrain available. Yep. When you hit level 11, you can retrain and get to Paragon Tears. Correct. Or Feats. Yep. Yep. Well, there's a good question from somebody pretending not to be Torque. Hey, <laughs> fellas, I've been having a problem here. I've been listening to your whatchamacallits, casting pods, and, well, maybe a three-quarter work like me <coughs> to figure out numbers or something, but something seems wrong about something. See, the magic elf guy, Orm, he don't sleep. He sits himself down and says, Oom, and goes all still and quiet like for four hours, but he's awake. He sees what there is to see and hears what there is to hear. So why do y'all set up a watch rotation? If he's awake the whole time, <laughs> y'all are sleeping. Why does he wake one of y'all's up after his four hours are done? Can't you guys just sleep through the night with him watching your backs? Like I said, maybe I just don't get something about this, but it don't make sense. Maybe if y'all talked about it on one of your pods... I could get a little better. Thanks, talky guys. Definitely not pretending to be Torque. <laughs> P.S. Randis is the best. No, Smith is. No, wait. Yeah, all you guys are the best. Even Rodrigo. <laughs> Good nice. answer. All right. I'd uh, say... Uh, because Orm's a prick. That, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that, which, is, which is really enough. Secondly, would you like to share with the audience what your passive perception <laughs> score is right now? Passive perception... There's 16. Good. Reason right. number two. So he's got a plus six to perception, which is probably, well, I mean, Brian would potentially have to roll, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, perception isn't particularly good no, in this not. group. Obviously. Go back and listen to yeah. some of our, yeah, we're so taking camp. 
and but attacked in the middle the, of the, the night. Main, so the main reason to have watches is because then you have multiple people making rolls. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, partially. Which still doesn't help. Right. So yes, Orem could potentially spend the whole night watching people's back and sleep normally. Yeah. M- I, my character in Rob's game does that. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a warforged. He doesn't need to sleep, so he just takes yeah. all the watches. But also, he has a colossal perception score. Yeah. Right. And it should also be noted that Rivendorn is from the old uh, High uh, Eladrin language, and and Riven literally means wagon. And Dorn is actually a man's first name, r- roughly equivalent to Jack. So his okay. name is literally Orum Jackwag. Whatever. That is not in canon, that's for sure. It's in my canon. Yeah, well, I'll tell you where to shove your canon. And I'm a man of a higher caliber. Dot, dot, dot. Whatever. Critical hit question. My question is, how do you deal with passive perception? And traps and hidden creatures and so on. <laughs> One of my PCs has a ridiculously high perception score. Damn elves. <laughs> Maybe I should be reading that. One of my PCs has a ridiculously high perception score. Damn elves. Along with training and the background bonus. Hence <clears throat> his passive perception would probably spot nearly every single hidden object, making traps no more than obstacles. For now, I guess I'll just let him know about hidden things that he picks up, but is there a better way to deal with this? Sounds like your traps are going to be no more than obstacles. Yep. Honestly, yep. If, the guy's, if the guy's got a crazy passive perception, then uh-huh. the guy's got a pr- crazy passive perception. It's like yep. seven else wise. You know what? Combat breaks out. Seven else wise goes first because he's got a colossal initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Probably and the, the thing- best thing <clears throat> if you want to incorporate traps is have them be there as part of the fight and have them be yeah. an obstacle there. Or find you know different different conflict or different things that. Maybe his perception is really, really good, but his initiative sucks. Or, you know, you want to make sure that you're you're not necessarily stacking the deck against your players, but we, we all want a TPK. And, uh, you know, at that point, maybe the traps aren't the best way to go. You know, throw him a trap once in a while. Yeah. You'll catch him once in a while. But then you also want to see what can you do to challenge that character. And more importantly, in this group, it's less about passive perception than it is about passive aggression. <laughs> And, well, I think that comment actually speaks for itself. So. <laughs> In more ways than one. In sure. <laughs> Max says, hey guys, I've been curious for a while now. If there's any type of D&D games where, say, eight people come together, no real need for a dungeon master, and you just have a four versus four, player versus player brawl. Hmm. Yes. I've always wanted to do that, personally. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 issue with just that is that off. you just have to set some ground rules as to what is legal and what isn't. Um because when you get into stuff like that, then there're going to be certain options that are just better than other mm-hmm. ones. And mm-hmm. you have if you go in with a role-playing perspective, you're just going to get pwned. Yeah. Yep. Which is pwned? why I wanted my team to be me, Rodrigo, Brian and Alex versus the power gamers in our group. Yeah. <laughs> so we could just get so slaughtered. we could just get slaughtered. <laughs> oh my god, it would be amazing. <laughs> hello, Bronson, Brandon, and oh dear God, Mason. Mason god, that guy. <laughs> Bronson and Brandon and Mason. It's like roll initiative. Uh, I kill Rodrigo. I have a feet. <laughs> kill oh, Rodrigo. Right. Yes. See you right here. Yep, right there. It's from uh, Dragon Magazine. <laughs> Boom. I wrote an article yesterday. Yep. They they accepted it. Yep, it's published. It counts. 
This is from Mike. Mike says, my gaming group and I are looking for a side game to play whenever someone from the normal group can't make a session. Uh, one possible choice that caught our eye was the game Paranoia. Have you ever played it? What do you think? Is it easy to throw together on the fly or jump in to pre-gen characters? Or is the character creation process as hard as D&D? Thanks for the awesome adventure and podcast from Mike. Jumping into pre-gen characters is fun. You guys would yeah. probably want to make a few different sets of pre-gen characters. Yeah. Uh, well, the fun thing about Paranoia is that they have the whole clones thing, so you have several backups to start with. Yeah. You still go through them pretty dang fast because that's yeah. the nature of the game. Paranoia is a blast. <laughs> it is. At least, at least the first few times you play it. Yeah. After a bit, it's going to be one of those ones where everybody knows exactly what's going on, so <laughs> it's just going to be weird, crazy, which might be to your party's liking, but right. yeah, at least one person's probably just going to be like, okay, this is the same thing we've done. Strangely, Paranoia is one of those games where the less you know about how the game works, the more fun you'll mm. you're oh, likely yeah. to have. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's what's fun about it. <laughs> And actually showing the uh, knowledge of the rules is treasonous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh says... Uh, Dude, everything is treasonous. stuff. Yep. But he does you were not say, authorized to make that. As remote. I had never played D&D or any pen and paper RPG before and didn't know anyone who was currently playing, I ended up getting my girlfriend to join me and getting some of our friends together who had never played before. We've played about six sessions now with a slightly rotating cast of people, and everyone seems to be enjoying it. Uh, I've already adopted Rodrigo's rules for running skills challenges, and I'm just about to put together players, put my players through my version of how the other half lives. Uh, one problem I run into finding unique and interesting ways to give the party magical items. I'd rather avoid the cliche and the dragon's pile of gold. You find a plus three, sort of awesome. Mm-hmm. I like how during the Three Against the Void saga, the magical items the party <laughs> received came to them naturally. Either with it growing off of Smith or Thony giving Tork a new axe. Any suggestions on how to make the distribution of magical items more who, natural? Um, who, who, who did the, we exclude? The, the dragon's you. horde one isn't really cliched. It's troped. I, yeah. Yeah. And you, you're going to find random magic stuff right. in a dragon's horde. If you, if you fought, built you know, to that. If you fought a dragon, yeah. you better find some booty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, mm. that's what dragons do. That's the kind of lore behind dragons. Otherwise, it's yeah, you just well. I mean, what you know? Think about what are the PCs doing? How are they getting their information? There have to be organizations in this world that might be interested in getting the PCs to help them, right? Because as they're leveling up, they're becoming more badasses. They're getting uh, things accomplished. So the you know the thieves guild might be like, hey, unaligned rogue. You want this cool dagger? How about you go do something for us, huh? And then you're giving them an adventure and a magic yes. item. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Baylor says, uh, oh, specifically <laughs> to Rodrigo. Um, Everybody Rodrigo. else cover their ears. Yes, Rodrigo. Uh, Say the DM guide, the PHBs, did not exist. I don't know, this question's a little worded wrong. Um, basically, the question <laughs> is, does Wizards of the Coast expect fresh DMs to just buy the Essentials books and or sign up for the Insider? Or is it practice for new DMs to still look at DM guides, PHBs, etc.? Um, Wizards does expect you to buy the Essentials stuff mm-hmm. and sign up for the Insider. Um, that, or rather, that's what they want that's you to they do. Sure they, do. Um, they did make the essential stuff compatible with the... Uh, core, yeah, yeah, the, the core fourth edition stuff. So yes, there's plenty of reasons to pick up the still pick up the PHB, 
the DMG and the uh, monster manual. Now, when you pick up uh, Heroes of the Ninter Vale and all the uh, other essential stuff, yeah. there are going to be some repeats. And with that, you do want to go with the essential stuff. You know, if there's a power that is both in the new PHBs, because I really forget what they're called, Heroes of something. Yeah. Um, Fallen Lands. And yeah, Heroes of the Fallen Lands, and Fame then there's Wild. another one. Um, you want to go with the most recent one, which is going to be the one out of Heroes of the Fallen Lands, for example. So if your cleric has a power, and then the same power appears in an Essentials product, you want to go with that one, because it's been play-tested more thoroughly, and... Um, is going to be uh, or either is going to be more balanced, okay, or fixed. Towards hey, 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 this is sure, sure. Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no one knows that other people have dungeon mastered before. But anytime you ask None. a DM question, anybody can can answer. Okay, seriously, Matthew, go ahead. Did, did, did you just with the, the four sessions under your belt go? Other people have the as well. <laughs> no, because you okay. you uh, uh, fuss a lot whenever I don't go to you for a DM question, and, and Rob certainly <laughs> has DM'd a lot, and he's got some knowledge too. So and Brian has are... almost DM'd a lot. <laughs> hey. Brian has DM'd so, a lot of single sessions. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. So you guys can definitely <laughs> jump in on on some of these. Um, Roger says he's got kind of three questions. I've been trying to play on and off for about two years. I can't seem to find a group to stick together very long. Um, you know, a month or two will go between sessions. People don't get motivated. Do you have any advice for keeping people motivated to play? People motivate themselves. True. And the thing, the thing that you'll find, and this is, you know, paraphrasing, uh, the movie, that thing you do (laughs) groups come and go, your groups are going to break up and reform. And eventually you're going to be Crosby, Stills, Nash, Emerson, Lake Palmer, and Ricky Lake. But your your group is not necessarily going to last. It's a question of when you find people that you like, you know, you may have two or three different groups break up and one person out of each one of those groups be somebody that you really want to game with again later. So at that point, you're going to you're going to find your balance. You're going to find eventually some people that you either want to game with or, you know, you can do what I do and just go from short game to short game to short group and. Actually, you know, you'll enjoy that just as much as you will being in yeah. the same massive round for four do, years. Do you, Matthew, at uh, Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies Hunt Tune Engage Topeka, um, ask them about their uh, miniatures? Um, do you do you ever sit in? Do they ever have like pickup games of like D and D? Like the encounters, I guess, would be. A, it's a lot it? harder to do a pickup game of D and D than it is to do just like you know a pickup game. Right. Yeah. Generally speaking, you know, if random people come in you will probably get groups that aren't going to work. You'll get, you know, a twink and a, a role-play loony and a combat nut, and they'll drive each other crazy. It well, happens. Is that what Encounters is supposed to be, Rob? Is, is that that whole sort Wednesday of? night, whatever it is? It's, uh, it's basically supposed to be kind of like Friday Night Magic, only a little more structured. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, well, because D&D needs more structure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is basically set up to, okay, here's tonight's It would be great if D&D had some cards that you could have in your hand, and then you could just play the cards. Yeah, that'll work. Because you know what? That makes more money. And that's what that's that's <laughs> yeah. the that's the idea. You know, there's no, like, shame, and I'm not like, oh, Wizards of the Coast are trying to get me. I mean, that, that is what they're doing. They're trying to sell these adventures and get people going yeah, and interested for D&D. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of borrowing the magic format. I don't think it quite works, but no. they seem to be successful so far. 
I don't I haven't heard anything about um encounters like being called yeah. back. They no. come out with a new one every couple months. Yeah. 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 I love the way Rodrigo handles magic weapons and equipment. Glad he phrased it that way. I read somewhere a while ago the player who <laughs> finds a magic item can determine what it does after spending a short rest with it. Yeah. However, I've given players magic items their characters find, and I often get a response of something like, well, I'm not an arcane character, so I don't know what this does. How am I supposed to know it's magic? I put it in my bag, or I give it to the wizard. Any tips for dealing with this situation, or should I just get better at giving out magic items through narrative like Rodrigo? Um, I guess my suggestion was that second part. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, like I mean, here's the thing. Here's, here's how you give somebody, here's how you give a fighter a magic sword. You say, there's a sword there, and the fighter will probably say, I pick it up. And when the fighter picks it up, you say, okay. The rest, of you, yes, the rest of you see his eyes roll into the back of his head. What you see is the story of the ancient dynasty of the Frost Wolf. And then you go into this crazy story about how this sword was forged in a cold fire by ice giants and then taken by the family and blah, 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 blah. By the way, it's a plus two ice sword. There you go. Nice. Uh, number three, I was so disappointed I didn't find you guys last year when I got to the episodes where you advertised the limited edition Season 2 shirts. Any plans uh. to do this again in the future, maybe at the end of Season 3? You know what, Roger? You can go buy a shirt right now. The mm -hmm. Critical Hit official shirt. Uh, you can go over to Majorspoilers.com slash store. Pick it up, nineteen ninety five. We will ship anywhere in the world. You're paying shipping, so we'll ship anywhere in the world. Uh, and it comes in any size, not for baby size. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> Um, we don't have little children's Cause, size. Because Rob is a tiny baby. Yes. Um, yes. But it's, we will go all the way up to 4X on this. Uh, and it's the, still the same price. nineteen ninety five. Pick one up today. Makes a great gift. Would make a great gift for you wherever you live. Roger, looking at your email, it's Gmail. So you could be living anywhere, <laughs> including on the moon. Uh, awesome. All right, everybody. I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Sending in your questions. Podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Uh, the website where all of this stuff is archived, Majorspoilers.com. Maybe you'll find some stuff, some other gaming stuff, or some comic book or movie pop culture stuff uh, over there that might amuse you as well. Um, and until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits.